You are now in tune with Mamba Radio. What up, what up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to Brown Mama Radio. For those of you who don't know, my name is Jackson. And happy Wednesday to everybody out there. Happy hump day. Uh, hopefully you uh, getting your hump day on the right way. And uh, hopefully <laughs> you guys have all had a great week so far. Um, started things off. Uh, just a quick update on what's been going on with me, in case you're wondering. Uh, like I mentioned in the update pod last week, <laughs> twas definitely... A lukewarm boy summer so um the mamba had a lot of fun uh camp front you know what i mean a lot of great times a lot of good memories and all that good stuff from this past summer um but uh, in order to keep up with all that fun um your boy was definitely on the grind worked a lot um you know in the in in the in the days where i wasn't you know getting after it and um you know actually think crazy how things work out but um just actually got a new job, um, and I'm going to be doing the same thing. For those of you who don't remember, I do work as an EMT in a hospital. Uh won't say which one, for their sake and mine. <laughs> um, and yeah, helping out in the emergency room. Um, and I'm super, super stoked on, uh, on this new job uh, because it is way, way, way closer to me, uh, way closer to home for me. And, um, I, I was driving like 30 miles one way to get to work, but, um, but yeah, I, I had to get in just to be able to get into, uh, just to get start working where I wanted to work. And I was able to transfer to a hospital that's closer to me. And, um, like I said, I'm so happy for that. And so is my car. <laughs> so, uh, and so is my wallet because of all the gas I had to use because I, I do drive a forerunner. So, um, so yeah, like I said, super stoked about that. And also... Just got a little update, you know, uh, last week as well that uh, I've been working on this other job that uh, we're working on on doing a lot of training for working on getting another job and I'm almost done with the training. I've got about a week left or so. Just got to, you know, figure out the schedule for that. And then once I'm done with that, your boy will be definitely on his way to to stack the cheddar uh, after, after all the unstacking i did this past summer so um so yeah like i said it's just been it's been a it's been a fun summer a lot of grinding a lot of fun and uh like i said i'm just ready to, to finally put it on chill mode or at least for the for for the time being and uh be able to uh get my bank account up uh, and get it back to normal so because that then my, my debit card has definitely been getting a workout this summer so um so yeah that's it with me um, no crazy ER stories or anything for me this time. Um, for those of you who are new to the program, I'm going to be trying again. Like I said, I, I work as an EMT in the emergency department. And every time I tell people that the first thing they always ask is, do you have any crazy stories? What is the craziest thing you've seen and all that stuff. So, um, I'm be taking a little time just to be sharing a story about that from what I've seen during the week. And, uh, like I said, I, I, I haven't really been working a little bit too much because I've been doing more training and stuff like that, a lot of meetings, HR shit, stuff like that, so I haven't really been on the floor, but I, I just really started working on the floor not too long ago, or this past week, and 
you know, I just started, and, and, and like I said, so I don't have any crazy stories, but what I will say is that, you know, I just, like I said, I just started, so everyone for now is going to be very nice, very cordial, but not to shit on anything, but I know it's coming, because no matter, especially, you know, it, this, this applies to any, any job you work at, um, but in the, in, in a hospital setting for sure, no matter where you work, no matter what hospital you work at, every hospital is different, but they're also at the same time, exactly the same. And the people may look different, but you're going to get the same types of people with the same cast of characters. And, uh, like I said, I am definitely on the lookout for that. (laughs) So, um, you know, it's like I said, I'm just preparing myself. Like I said, everyone's nice and I don't want to fall for anything or, or get rope doped in anything right away. Um, but I am still in probation. So of course I will be, I will be on my best behavior. And, and even after that I will be, but you know, like I said, everywhere you go, no matter where you work, everything's different. And at the same time, exactly the same. So I'm just prepping myself for that. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. And, uh, enough about me. Let's get into what you guys all came here for. My unqualified opinions on what happened in the wild world of sports last week. So, starting off with the NFL. The NFL is back, baby. I know this is it's, it's week two, but like I said, it's week one for me covering it. Starting with the home teams. The Rams got the nice win against the Saints, 27-9. Rams look great in this win. You know, there's nothing, not much to say about it, you know. Uh, they just really were in control in all three phases of the game, all game long. Another good game for Jared Goff, 283 with a touchdown as well as a rushing touchdown. Um, you know, and then um, I really, I know if you look at the box score, um, it doesn't look that great overall. But for, well, from what you see on the field when you watch the games, they have really... It seems like they really know what they want to do with their running game and their running strategy. And it seems like so far everything is off to a good start. And everyone's bought in. They're doing great. So um, splitting time between Malcolm Brown and Todd Gurley. Gurley obviously getting the majority of the carries. 16 carries for 63 yards and his first touchdown of the season. I know a lot of people, fantasy-wise, are not going to be very happy with this strategy. But um, for the Rams, they do not care. They saw... Uh, obviously what happened last year and felt like, you know, maybe Todd Gurley got <sighs> carried too much of the load last year and they really want to carry him or, or, or um, um, not have him carry the team as much this season and uh, just want to, you know, try to preserve him for the playoffs and, and, and you know, potentially for the Super Bowl um, as, as they are definitely one of the favorites to get the Super Bowl this year, especially after the way things turned out, specifically with this game, which I'll get to. But like I said, they had Todd Gurley looking good. Receiving-wise, Cooper Cup, leading receiver. Most of them came on that big catch, but he was great all game long. Five catches for buck 20. Brandon Cooks looked great. Same thing with him, a big touchdown catch. 74 yards and a touchdown. And uh, like I said, they just, just looked really, really, really good um, all game long. And I know that Drew Brees went down for the Saints, which is a huge, huge blow. Not just for the Saints, or obviously for the Saints, but not just for the team, but for the entire division because that division is all over the place as it was and it looked like this the the saints were the the team best suited to win now we're not sure it looks like he's going to be out for about six to eight weeks 
and um, who knows what's going to happen with the NFC South now. Um, but not only not only that did Drew Brees go down, but there was another refereeing blunder um, between the Rams and the Saints. This time is with the scoop and score um, that that Cam Jordan had that was called back, even though you know it shouldn't have been and and all that stuff. But um, you know. I know a lot of people that was a talking point for a while, but I don't think it had as much. It was as big of a talking point as the 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 pass interference or non-pass interference call in the NFC Championship game last year. But um, uh, but I think that's just because it just ultimately it just I don't think it would have mattered. Um, sure they would have gotten a touchdown out of it, but um, just overall the flow of the game and like I said, the the Rams were in control. Um all day long and like i said it would have been nice for the saints but i don't think it ultimately would have mattered um but yeah again great win for the Sa- oh, excuse me for the <laughs> for the rams um at home and uh you know next week got the prime time sunday night game versus the cleveland browns and that should be a good game um definitely everyone's gonna watch just because of all the big names involved you know you got the rams you got Gurley, Goff, aaron donald uh, Sean McVay, and then on the flip side, you got the Browns, who are just you know uh, were the 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 media darlings all all preseason long. You know, obviously getting OBJ, um, they've got Baker um, and everyone else they've got there. Um, and like I said, it should be a good game, but it's all going to depend on which Browns team we see, whether it's the Week One Browns or the Week Two Browns. So, um, like I said, it should be a great game. Um, Rams probably gonna get take should take this one regardless of which which uh, which Browns seem to start to show up, um, but like I said we'll 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 have to wait and see. But like I said it should be a good game either way. Um, now moving on up north, Raiders man, uh, just it just looks so good looks so good for a second there, but um, this game was literally a tale of two quarters as the Chiefs took down the Raiders twenty eight to ten and. Um, like I said, man, it's it, it started off good for the Raiders. Um, looked like they picked up where they left off last week against the Broncos. You know, with a with a first drive touchdown, um, had an early 10-0 lead. Didn't allow the Chiefs to score in the first quarter for the first time in like two years, I think, which was an NFL record at the time or the longest running record. Um, but as we all saw, that did not last very long at all. As the second quarter was all Chiefs and all Mahomes who just fucking, just, just, that was, the, it was it. It just dominated, dominated um, the second quarter. Four touchdowns on some fucking bombs um, to everybody. that And then yeah, that just proved to be all it took <laughs> to put the game away for the Chiefs. And, uh, yes, yeah, uh, like I said, look... Look for, I know, or here, I know last week was, you know, a really, really great optimistic sign for the Raiders and the Raiders fans as to how the season would look. You know, there's a lot of Ewing theory talks about with Antonio Brown being gone. Um, there's a whole lot of things where, look, now they can finally focus and, and play the kind of football they want to play. And they don't have to do, they don't have to worry about the, 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 the diva personality in the locker room and on the field and all that stuff. But ultimately, I think it just kind of, was like putting lipstick on a pig for who we all thought this Raiders team would be and how the Raiders looked in the second half of that game and or for three quarters of that game is probably probably more of how this team's going to look than how they looked in week one. So um, 
Raider fans, Raider Nation, get used to it. Um, this is probably what we're going to have to deal with the rest of the year. So at least we had our week one uh, to, to, to look back on. So um, next week, they've got uh, their matchup against the Vikings in Minnesota. A Super Bowl eleven rematch. Now look for that narrative to get beaten into the ground all week long and all Sunday long and pregame and all that stuff. Um, but uh, like I said, even though that's all they're probably going to be talking about, you're going to see a whole lot of uh, Willie Hayes interception footage. You're going to see a lot of Jack Tatum uh, laying the guy out across the middle. You're going to see a lot of guys getting after Fran Tarkenton. You're going to see all that footage before the game. But uh, all for now because it's probably going to be a pretty meh game. Uh, so... And I, like I said, it's going to be tough for the Raiders to go in on the road and uh, and uh, get the win against the Vikings. So we'll have to see how that goes. And then moving back down south, well, even though they weren't down south, they were on the road. Chargers, baby. The Chargers are back, baby. Lost 13-10 to versus the Lions in what was a vintage Chargers loss against, an, uh, again, just against a team that they should have beaten and they they checked off all the boxes for a like I said for a vintage Chargers loss where they had a touchdown called back, missed field goals, fumble in the red zone, all that good stuff. Everything that you look for in a, in a Chargers loss where they they just shoot themselves in the foot or find new ways to lose a game. Uh, just just like I said, they just ticked all the boxes, and uh, you know. Like I said, they they found a way to get the win despite them despite themselves uh, last week, uh, this week or this past weekend. Sorry, wasn't the case. And uh, like I said, uh, just like I said, welcome back, Chargers. <laughs> and uh, you know, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. And listen, I can talk all the shit I want because the Raiders are gonna be just as bad and have just as bad of losses, just like we saw on Sunday. So, um, like I said, it's it, it's all. Like I said, we're all in the same boat here. So um, next week, they're back at home, if you want to call it at home, over there at, uh, what is it now? It's not, it's not the, it's not, it's not the StubHub Center. It's not, we're here. It used to be whatever it used to be before. And it was StubHub Center, or I'll have it backwards. Now it's, I think, Dignity Health? Where, either way, whatever it is, it's over there in Carson by the blimp, so um back at home if you want to call it at home against the texans and if they had trouble against matt stafford and the uh, the cowardly lions then uh good luck to the chargers uh against deshaun watson and the texans so who are looking to to stake their claim in the fc south so yeah look for that big storylines coming out of week two um saw two old quarterbacks go down like i mentioned it before drew Brees. Injured his thumb, uh, thumb, I believe, um, getting you know in a in a in a freak accident. You know what I mean? It wasn't anything on purpose or malicious by I, I believe Aaron Donald um, when Drew Brees just on his follow through just just jammed and smacked his thumb against the what I'm presuming is a massively strong hand uh, of Aaron Donald. And uh, no word on I don't I haven't seen at least yet or, or I missed it was the exact injury, but it is his thumb. He saw a hand specialist on Monday, and it is concluded that he will need surgery. He'll be out about six to eight weeks. Now, who knows if that's if he's going to be back in six to eight weeks? That could be just from knowing what I know, working what I, in, in the field that I work in, 
anytime you have whether it's a break or a tear or anything like that it seems like it's a it's a bone it seems like if it's six to eight weeks it sounds like it's some kind of a like a like a fracture of some kind in either one of the small uh bones that are in the hand or possibly in the wrist um if it's a torn ligament something like that um usually the timetable is a little different i'm not too familiar because everyone's different depending on the surgery there could be a lot of complications from a surgery obviously you know there's the healing factor of whatever w was operated on but then there's also the risk of infection and if that happens there's all that stuff so when you say six to eight weeks i'm thinking it's a it's a, it's a little break and he's got to go get that fixed so um there's that so like i said six to eight weeks is just usually the timetable for the fracture to heal now that that could change depending on the the rehab time too i don't know if that's they're factoring the rehab time so like i said we'll see but like i mentioned earlier the entire landscape of not just the nfc south but the entire nfc as a whole has been changed with this because now the saints have to rely on who knows because they 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 went with teddy bridgewater as the backup or as the quarterback for the game against uh, the rams well, which is which is odd because every if you ask any, you know, Saints fan or 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 I believe Troy Aikman and those guys were talking about it, um, in the in the broadcast, the Saints team and organization is really high on Taysom Hill, but Troy Aikman made a good point, and it was I'm, I'm sure what a lot of the fans were thinking or people at home watching were listening was if that's the case, then why isn't he playing, so or playing at quarterback because he was out there as a receiver doing those weird you know screens and runs and all that stuff, but. If that's the case, then why isn't he playing? So we'll have to see um, what they do going forward. Maybe they'll go with a two-quarterback system. Who knows? But the Saints are definitely um, tough times for them going forward. Um, but they weren't the only team that lost a quarterback. The Steelers are it's tough, it's tough, tough for the Steelers. Big Ben is done for the rest of the season with what is an elbow injury, and he's going to need to get surgery and have that worked on, and he's going to miss some, some significant time. And... It just, you know, you hate to to put an entire season on the the shoulders of one player, but especially when it's a quarterback, it always affects the team, and especially with a quarterback who's as essential to their team as Big Ben is, coming off of a surprisingly, you know, his one of his best statistics, and I think it was actually his best statistical season last year, without Antonio Brown, without Le'Veon Bell, they were really looking to Big Ben to 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 elevate the other guys to, to make them better but now we're gonna have to wait and see and, and, and these guys are james connor juju smith schuster these guys are really gonna have to step up and i know it's gonna be really really tough uphill battle for the uh the steelers uh in the afc west or excuse me afc north especially with um the browns looking good as looking like the team that we thought that they can be uh on monday night against the jets and with the ravens um uh, you know, led by Lamar Jackson, just you know, really taking the league, taking the 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 lead by storm right now, and um, carrying that over. As we see two older quarterbacks go down, two young quarterbacks just just absolutely shining right now on the way up. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, the two talking points for the NFL so far this season, and both those guys just absolutely dominant. Um, in the first two weeks of the season, Mahomes, like I mentioned before, tore up my Raiders in the second quarter um, for four touchdowns, finished with like 480 yards, something crazy. Um, and like I said, probably could have done more if he wanted to. But um, yeah, man, these two guys, these two young guys just really, really um, taking the league by storm right now, especially Lamar Jackson. A lot of, you know, you know, 
is he good? Is he not good? People like is completely divided before the season started on where they stand on Lamar Jackson. But so far, he has proved all the haters wrong. And um, like I said, it's going to be definitely an interest, definitely interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out for them. But I mean, right now, fantasy owners of Lamar Jackson are just just licking their chops and on their way to Pro Image or wherever they got to go, NFLshop.com to get some Lamar Jackson jerseys because he looks like he is going to be on his way to a really, really, really um, uh, dominant fantasy season as well as real <laughs> life season. So, um, But then just quickly too, it just seems like those four guys that I just mentioned, um, the two old guys and Breeze and Big Ben and the younger guys in Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are... Um, um, seem to be a microcosm for what feels like um, a, a changing of the guard for the quarterback landscape, at least so far for the, at least the, like this season and those four guys, it feels like this is the, this is it. Like this is, this is the turning point for the quarterback landscape. Um, at least that's the big talking point so far for this season where, you know, in New York, it's, Eli Manning is out right now. They've benched him for their their first their rookie quarterback Daniel Jones. Um, so like I said, he's out. D Jones is in, um, and you know for the first time, people are really putting their you know poking their ears up, getting their feelers out right now about Aaron Rodgers um, uh, in Green Bay. And I know that they've got the new quarterbacks, he's got the new coach, uh, the new head coach, new offensive system, and all that stuff. But I mean. Like I said, it's just he he's still, you know, he's still obviously a t- talented player, but it's just the first time it's kind of like, all right, let's see what we've got here with Aaron Rodgers. Um, and then, you know, we've got a serious just head scratcher. What the hell is going on with Cam Newton and Jameis Winston? Um, you know what I mean? But uh, like I said, no one knows what's going on with those guys. And like I said, there's just so much going on in the NFC South. Um and so much uncertainty, and like I said, these guys are a big part of it, and so, like I said, the old guard is looking like, you know, a lot of people are, are finally looking to, like, okay, now we can kind of push these guys out, and on the flip side, we've got a lot of the young guys, like Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, um, and even though they looked a little eh, a little shaky in week one, um, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy G, Josh Allen, um, and honestly, even even Kyler Murray, those guys looking in, and we're now looking at them as the 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 um, the uh, the future of the NFL, as well as everyone's favorite new quarterback, not just quarterback, favorite new player, G Minshew, Gardner Minshew, out here stretching in just his jock strap. Stretching them things. He does, like I said, he can stretch in just his jock strap. He can stretch in whatever he wants as long as he as long as he just is just like I said. He is he can do no wrong, uh, and he is just like I said the 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 darling of the NFL for this season. And everyone loves Gardner Minshew no matter what's going on, um, no matter what he does. And all these guys look like they'll be around for the for a while. Um, and like I said, it's just. Uh, you know, like I said, it's 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 interest. It's always a cra- It's always kind of crazy when it. We always we always talk about it after the fact. But like I said, just for me at least, it feels like right now this is the moment is happening, and this is going to be the season we look back on where like this was the change of the guard of how quarterback is played, where you have these multifaceted guys. Um, where I mean, not to say that you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers can run, Cam Newton can run, um, 
you know, guys like that or whatever. But where it's like they were the prototypes of that kind of quarterback in the changing as, as when when they were changing the guard a little bit. But now we've seen these just hyper athletic quarterbacks who are just taking over the game and dominating the game in in multitude of ways. Um, and they're all just so, so good, so young, which is the other crazy thing. So, um, so yeah, like I said, that's the big, that's my big takeaway, at least, um, from this past week and, and, uh, looking forward to next week, you know, the games next week, whatever the big games next week, at least in my opinion, are like I mentioned before, Rams and Browns, like I said, but it's all gonna depend on which Browns team we see, whether it's the week one team or the week two team. But the big marquee game that everyone's going to be looking at, or everyone's probably going to be watching, Ravens and Chiefs. Like I mentioned before, the two hottest young quarterbacks this season and, 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 and the hottest guys in the league right now. And like I said, everyone's going to be wanting to see what those guys can do and look for the ball to be flying all around the field all day long uh, this coming Sunday. So... Like I said, you better believe I'm gonna be watching that damn game, even though I got work Saturday night and 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 uh, uh, I'm gonna have to you know take a quick nap, watch the game, and then nap again before work on Sunday night. But I'm definitely not missing that game, and neither should you. So, um, so yeah, that was uh, everything that happened in uh, in week two in real life football. But you already know your boy had to come back with the fantasy football and the fake shit. For those of you who are unaware or forgot or are new to the program, I play in two fantasy leagues every year, one with my friends and one with my family. Um, so, uh, not a great start for your boy in both leagues. The My friend's league, I'm one and one um, and was really saved by OBJ. Thank you, OBJ, for going off yesterday or on, excuse me, yesterday on, on, on Monday um, that really saved my season because I don't want to start 0-2 like I am in my family league. That is definitely not fun. Um, but uh, also a big shout-out to the Pats defense who gave me 37 points. Jesus Christ. I think they had like six sacks, two pick sixes, like a forced fumble. Just crazy, crazy numbers all the way through. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I mean, I really like my teams. <sighs> But you know, it's just it's it's tough. It's gonna be tough, man. Every year is tough, and and I, I'm like I said, I like the way that things are set up. Um, in my friends' league, uh, I took a risk, and I'm taking a crazy. I I, I said I, I I've been talking about it before, and I want to do it this time. I took a lot of quarterbacks. I have three quarterbacks on my roster now. The way that I'm doing it is is the reason why I'm doing it is because I want to have the you know, hang, dangle that carrot. Cause like I said, we've already seen two quarterbacks go down now. So I know their guys are going to get desperate and they're going to need quarterbacks. So I'm trying to use that as more of a defensive strategy. So I have Tom Brady, Jared Goff and Matt Ryan in my friends league. Um, and, uh, like I said, fellas, I know you're listening. I come, listen, I got them, baby. Let me make me some offers. I know whoever, which of you guys have asked Drew Brees, who has big Ben. I know you got your backups, but come on, let me know. Let, well, let's talk, baby. Let's talk. All right, I need a tight end. Let me know. Let me know. So, I went with that. My receivers, I got Michael Thomas, OBJ, Larry Fitz, uh, Allen Robinson. So, like I said, I'm pretty happy with, the, with how that's going. Um, didn't think Larry Fitz was going to be as good as he's been so far. And I, I had him on my bench last two weeks, even though he went off. Um, so, like I said, he's back in my he's in my starting lineup now. And then as for the running backs, I've got Damian Williams, Aaron Jones, and Malcolm Brown. Um, 
uh, you know, Aaron Jones didn't look that great week one, sat him for Malcolm Brown in week two because Malcolm Brown looked good in week one. And, uh, just completely whiffed on both of those. So I went back with the, you know, with the, the, the more, with the big, I went back with the starter. I went Aaron Jones for week, going for week three. And I also have Damian Williams staying in there. And like I said, he'll eventually heat up. Don't worry. He's it, when you're, when you're on the chiefs, it, it could be your, it, any week could be your week. So, um, like I said, we'll see how that goes. And then I uh, I also got uh, – I just picked up uh, Greg Olson as a tight end, and I've also got David Njoku, who's out this week. Um, and like I said, my tight end is just not that great, which is really, really upsetting for me because if you know – for those of you who don't know, um, I uh, I am a tight end aficionado. I just always keep an eye out on all the tight ends. Um, uh, that was the position I played in high school. Unfortunately, I didn't grow tall enough to keep playing tight end, uh, even though – I had all the, not the toot my own horn, but I had all the skills for a tight end. But, um, like I said, I just still have a love for the position of tight end and uh, pause that, big pause on that. But, um, like I said, I, it's really, really uh, upsetting that I don't have a great tight end right now. So, hopefully, Greg Olson can give me some points this week because I've gotten absolutely nothing out of my tight ends, uh, both my teams, both weeks. And then running it on the kicker, Harrison Butker, uh, who's been great. Like I said, he's just going to be good. Anytime he's on the Chiefs, you're going to be uh, get, you're getting, working your leg out all day. And then on defense, I drafted the Chargers defense. Hopefully I know that they're going to get guys back, um, coming, uh, later in the season and hopefully they can work things out. But, um, ultimately it doesn't really matter because I picked up the new England Patriots defense off the waiver wire, baby. And yes, that was a good pickup for me. Um, cause they gave me 37 fucking points. Jesus Christ. So that's how it looks in my friends league. Then in my family league, you know, I also got Tom Brady and Jared Goff in both of these leagues, uh, in both my leagues, so I'm happy with that. Um, I got uh, Odell Beckham again um, uh, uh, in this league. I also got Keenan Allen, uh, Robert Woods, and Cooper Cup, uh, as well as Marvin Jones. We got a little bit more more bench spots in my family league, and Marvin Jones. Those guys will be. I'll, I'll be flop. I'll be flip flopping Robert Woods, uh, Cooper Cup. Um, you know, all throughout the year. Um, Marvin Jones, maybe not. He'll just be a guy in and out. Uh, running backs, I've got David Johnson, Marlon Mack, and Jordan Howard. You know, Marlon Mack looked great in week one. Not so great last week, but it's it's all right. David Johnson, like I said, you know, um, this is just, like I said, once they, um, you know, start getting things going with Kyler Murray, look for them to be able to, you know, establish the run with David Johnson. Like I said, I'm just, just got to be patient with that. Um, and then, uh, Tight ends again, just just tough. We tough year for me in tight ends. I got I picked up Darren Waller and I also picked up Will Disley from the from uh uh or Darren Waller on the Raiders, Will Disley on the Seahawks, and just like I said, just really really just just mad at myself for not for letting that slip through. Um, and so uh, like I said, it's just going to be a, a carousel of, of tight ends for me this whole uh year. I I think so. Or unless guys get hurt, I got some quarterbacks to trade. I know my family. I don't know if you really listen out there yourselves, but in case you got, you know, you you need a quarterback. Someone goes down. Let me know. I'm looking for a tight end. Um, so that's all my skills, guys. Kicker, I got Kaimi Fairburn. Um, you know, he'll be fine. You know what I mean? Houston's got a, you know Houston's mainly an offensive team, so like I said, we'll see how that goes. Um, and then I also have the Chargers defense again and Dallas's defense as well, who both did not do that great for me last week. But like I said, it's a long season. Got to be patient. 0-2 isn't a great start, I know. But um, like I said, you just got to be, you got to be patient. You just got to be patient. 
and and just really be, now at this point with me i really got to pay attention to the waiver wire and just try to you know find the all the little hidden gems though so um so yeah um that's gonna do it for the old pigskin and uh quickly moving on to the other round ball the little one uh with baseball we are moving into the uh i think this is what the last week of the season this this or one of the last week of the season uh going into the playoff stretch uh and then with the Dodgers, you know, they don't have anything to worry about. I think I saw yesterday they are now at a franchise record 21 and a half games up on the next team. Um, so that they are going to be cruising on into the playoffs. NL West champs again. But NL West champ, NL pennants are nice. Or NL West pennants are nice. NL pennants are nice. But we want that World Series pennant this year. And... Uh, we're at that time of the year where we're trying to, we, I say we like them on the team. Uh, the Dodgers are trying to figure out who is going to make the playoff roster. So that's why you've been seeing a little bit of uh, some, not, no, we have just seen some different lineups out there. Um, seen some different lineups, uh, different guys out there, guys getting a little bit of a break before the, uh, the playoff run. And um, yeah, it's uh you know, it's going to be really interesting. There's a lot of talented guys. Again, the Dodgers, the deepest team in not just the NL, but the entire MLB, it looks like. Um, they just seem to find young guys left and right. Um, the latest one here is the, the Gavin Lux, the second baseman. Look for him to be a platoon guy on the roster, uh, hopefully. Um, but uh, it's good to also have Max Muncy back. We're going to need his bat uh, in the playoffs. Um, but it looks like Verdugo... Um, is going to be out at least until the NLDS, or at least for the NLDS. He's got like a back injury, I think it is. Um, and also Rich Hill, they're unsure on how he's going to, or what his health status is going to be um, going into the playoffs, and maybe if he's going to miss some time. I know he got a start scratched. I think Stripling also had a start scratched. Um, like I said, that's fine uh, for now. Like I said, we've got... Um, we're uh, a shooting for the playoffs anyway, so it's fine. Just get the guys the rest they need um, like, uh, for the games that matter. Um, but, yeah, uh, great win last night um, at home against the Rays. Uh, Corey Seager coming up clutch, who, you know, had a quietly having a really, really good year. Um, not necessarily, you know, putting up all these, like, big crazy numbers, but just coming through when it matters, obviously getting it done with the glove out in the field. And I think I also saw that he set a career high for doubles this year, which is great to see. Um, the power will eventually come back for him, hitting him out of the yard. But like I said, we'll take doubles any day of the year. Doubles score runs just as fast as as home runs do. So, um, and, uh, yeah, that's how the boys in blue are doing. Not so uh, good times for the boys in red down the down the five there. Um, but the Angels, no more Mike Trout for the season. Um, he's going to, uh, like I said, be out for the rest of the season uh, after going after needing a second foot surgery, I believe. And um, you know the Angels weren't going anywhere anyway. They were, they weren't going to make the playoffs. Not even close to wild card berth or anything like that. But the big thing for this is. Um, what does it mean for Mike Trout's MVP chances? Because, you know, he was statistically having another just fucking unreal year. Um, nothing new for Mike Trout, but, um, you know, he won the MVP last year having a similar season as this year. And I think arguably he's having a better season this year, um, stat wise. Um, and he won the MVP on a team that, you know, 
didn't do anything. And, you know, I know a lot of people arguing, can they do that again? But it's like, who else is even close to Mike Trout numbers-wise? And it's not even close, but it's like, is he really the MVP? Is he really the most valuable player if his team um, doesn't, um, if it doesn't translate to wins on the win-loss column? But also, there because there's the argument of... Um, if he wasn't on the team, his team would be far worse. So he actually does have the most value to his team as well as having the best stats. But then there's also run the risk of giving it to somebody else who was on a better team. But then there's always going to be the, not a full on asterisk, but you know, people are going to be arguing, was that guy really the best player or was he just the best player on the best team? Because Mike Trout was far better statistically than him. So there's always that. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, like I said, I personally think he should have should get it again like i said this is because there's just no one no one even close to him um in his overall body of work this season again so like i said we'll have to see how that goes but that was baseball quickly and then moving on to my favorite sport and as you all know uh for those of you who are new to the program i love sports i love sports more than anything um other than my family and friends, you know how that goes, but I love sports more than anything, and people always ask me, what's your favorite sport, you know, this and that, and then they're always expecting basketball, football, baseball, you know, uh, the big three, or the ones, you know, like hockey, soccer, blah, 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 I always tell people every time, my favorite sport is wrestling, baby, so WWE, not just WWE, but all wrestling, um, but obviously WWE is what dominates the market, so that is what I talk about the most. So, Clash of Champions was this past Sunday, uh, the pay-per-view where all the titles are on the line, and uh, it was a pretty pedestrian pay-per-view up until the end. Um, felt like they just blew right by the undercard, and that's what happens when you have to defend all the belts, and especially with the brand split. Now there's brand-specific belts, like the tag belts and the women's belts, so um, it felt like it was a little, not necessarily, okay, a little rushed in some places, but you know that's what happens when you have to fit every single belt on uh, this entire card, especially, and then when you throw in the Roman Reigns and Eric Rowan match, where that wasn't a belt on the line, you know what I mean, so... Um, but the undercard felt like a blue right by, um, and a lot of heels were uh, won and 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 uh, won some belts too. So um, that's always that's that that was a, a good takeaway from the undercard. But um, the ending, it the, the the last you know hour or so of the pay per view was all everyone was talking about. Becky and Sasha Banks put on just a a great match, and their whole feud has just been mwah, chef's kiss for that baby so far, and. Um, it, it, like I said, it was a great, you know, great brawl uh, that went into the stand or into the, into the crowd backstage. You know, even Becky Lynch even threw some mustard on Sasha Banks, which is hilarious. Um, and uh, like I said, this feud has been has been excellent so far, and they've built it up to the to, perfectly to where it feels like the only way to settle this will be inside Hell in a Cell, which is the next big pay-per-view next month so like i said great job between those ladies and i can't wait to see how they keep building up this feud um and then you know the, the you know the only great only the only you know gray spot on this was the uh kofi kingston randy orton match which i'm just i can't wait till this is over um and it's a uh, little little spoiler alert it looks like it's going to be so um uh we'll see uh like i said can't wait for that to be over but then the Ra- roman Reigns eric Rowan match was a great, was a pretty good heavyweight bruiser brawl that you all love to see. 
Um, and I think the only thing that took away from it was the fact that they tried to make it like this um, just all-out street fight uh, that, you know, that went into the crowd a little bit, went, you know, up on the stage, went you know, destroyed some things. But I feel like since it had, was just a match removed from the Becky-Sasha match, which did all of that, and on it, arguably even better, um, that's the only thing that took away from it a little bit. Um, but, um, like I said, still a good match nonetheless. And all of it led to Luke Harper returning, which is great to see. Um, considering the fact that people thought he wasn't even going to be around anymore, and and, and there, cause because of all the, the the stuff behind the scenes with him, how he wanted to leave, but WWE wouldn't let him, and he was just sitting there and not doing anything. And this, he's the type of guy who loves to express himself creatively and just wanted to be able to do more and just wanted to work, but wasn't able to because of an injury. Um, so that's good to see, and hopefully this means that this this will bring an end to this. What started out pretty good and has just gotten progressively stupider and stupider, the whole whodunit storyline of who tried to kill Roman Reigns and all that stuff. So hopefully that brings an end to it. But it was all crescendoed with the Seth Rollins-Braun Strowman match, which is a good match um, in, in its own right, despite the fact that uh, Braun Strowman lost another title match, even though he's being billed as the uh, big unstoppable force of um, the WWE and Monday Night Raw, um, still a good match, crazy spot where Braun Strowman almost fell off the top rope trying to do a big splash, and I never thought I'd see Braun Strowman do a big splash, but clearly, the w the main, uh, roster, uh, uh, creative guys have been watching a lot of NXT UK, because this was very similar kind of match to the, uh, Walter and Tyler Bate match, where, you know, they, you know, very, very similar, but, um, and then Braun Strowman taking a page out of Walter's book, doing a big splash off the top rope. Um, so, uh, like I said, that was great. It was a good match, and ultimately Seth Rollins got the win, like I mentioned. But the icing on the cake, baby. The best thing in WWE, and best thing in all of wrestling going right now, the fiend Bray Wyatt coming out and taking out Seth Rollins. To end the show, they put the little title credits on to make it seem like it wasn't going to happen. And those cheeky boys did what they did. And you knew it was coming. You just They just happened. They timed it so perfectly. Um, but yes, the Fiend Bray Wyatt has, um, you know, he's made it known. He's coming for, well, hey, listen, who knows if he's coming for the belt. But he's coming for Seth Rollins. Um, because, uh, you know... Uh, it's just it's 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 they are going i guess i'll just piggyback it so that was clash of champions but now they're going um with raw with everything going on with um you know raw being staying on usa network um and smackdown moving to fox they really want to establish who their big guys are and it seems like they're going all in on bray wyatt and the fiend as being the big main event special feel like only comes around once in a while special attraction kind of guy and um they're using the fiend as that on raw and like i said so so the fiend came out did his thing against uh and took out seth rollins hit him with the 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 sister abigail and the uh the mandible claw and 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 you know it's he's established that he's going to face seth rollins at hell in a cell now whether it's for the belt, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I just know that they're going to have the match. We just know they're going to have the match. And 
I know there's this whole little thing going on, like on like Reddit and like you know WWE Twitter and, and like all the, the the smarks out there, where um, they want to have him kind of do the thing where he doesn't care about the belt and he just wants to hurt people and be established as the dominant force on Raw, um, uh, which would be which would be great and which would be which would really fall in line with his character. However, they do run the risk um, by doing that of um, possibly devaluing the belt, um, uh, the Universal Championship, which is supposed to be like this big, you know, belt, whatever, um, that, that's the thing that everyone wants, but by them doing that, it could possibly run the risk of him devaluing the belt, um, so we'll just have to wait and see, but either way, I can't, I cannot wait for that, because there's the whole thing, you know, now it's like Seth Rollins has nowhere to run, no one has anywhere to run when the Fiend has you in the cell, so, um, whether or not Bray Wyatt, um, gets the belt or not i just please wwe whatever you do everything that you are doing with the fiend has been perfect perfect and i hope that they don't screw this up long term so um like i said they've done a great job keeping him off tv every now and then and having to come out only for special occasions like i said like they did on monday where he did his little vignette as bray wyatt but then once kane came out and taking out all the legends so that's great um so like I said, just please, 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 please don't mess this up. Um, and on the flip side, uh, with SmackDown, you know, WWE, like I said, going all in on The Fiend as the main attraction for Raw that everyone can look forward to. And if that's the case, or with that being the case, WWE, you know it was coming, even though you kind of had that little thing in the back of your head, like, I don't know if they're going to do it when they pull the trigger. Yes, they did. Last night, they did it. They did it. With them going to moving SmackDown to Fox, they they're making this making it the biggest thing in wrestling right now. There's a lot of already commercials and promos and all these things going on on TV. You're seeing it, but with SmackDown moving to Fox, WWE had to bring out the big guns and brought out Brock Lesnar, and he is back on SmackDown. Um, arguably. You know, I think he's more of a, when I think of Brock, I know in the latest things he's, um, lately he's a, he's more of a raw guy with Raw being the big brand and him only coming out every once in a while on Raw to be the universal champion. Um, but for those of you who've been, if you've been following wrestling as long as I have, you know that Brock was, um, a very, very vital part of, um, SmackDown in the early 2000s. And so great to see Raw, uh, or Brock come back to SmackDown and he has challenged Kofi Kingston for the, for the WWE Championship. On the very first episode that will be on Fox, so like I said, they're they are going all in on making this feel like a big deal, which it is, and um, and on top of that, like I mentioned before, it just please let this be the end of the Kofi Kingston Randy Orton feud because I cannot watch another another just slow match involving Kofi Kingston because, like I said, Kofi is a great great athlete a great wrestler a great professional wrestler and um like i said it's just it's 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 really hindered his championship run or championship reign um by him not being able to just be all kofi kingston the whole time um and go full kofi kingston because he has to play to the strengths of randy orton which are just you know a lot of slow 
lumbering maneuvers and stuff like that. Not lumbering, but slow, methodical, and calculated um, moves and all that stuff. And the pace of the matches are very slow, and Kofi Kingston is clearly the opposite of slow pace. So, um, yeah, good time, fun times to look forward to for WWE. Um, you know, the, the move to Fox is right around the corner. And so, like I said, they are building this perfectly. Um, they've, you know, they've already got Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman running things, or for the most part, um, backstage for both shows. They've done, I think, a, like I said, a really, really good job of building a lot of hype. And and for not just SmackDown, even though that's that's obviously what the, they really want to focus, hammering home that SmackDown going to Fox is a big deal. But they're also not just focusing everything and all the retention onto SmackDown. They're also doing a great job with Raw. Um, having um becky lynch and sasha banks having the fiend um and and just doing a great job there so um like i said kudos to wwe i don't if you listen if you're a fan of the pod you know that i'm very critical of wwe or have been in the past because it is my favorite sport it's my favorite thing to watch i am a grown man who still watches wrestling every single week i follow the dirt sheets I read everything on Twitter. I do all the stuff on Reddit, and, and I, I watch all the, the, the content everywhere. You know what I mean? I just absorb all of it. I love it, and I am always um, critical because I just want the product to be good, and it feels like it is going in a great right direction right now. And so, like I said, I'm very, very happy with the product so far, for the most part. There are that's not to, They're not saying that they're perfect right now because there are some pretty ridiculous things going on, but... Um, like I said, I'm very, very excited for this new, um, uh, the the this new era. I guess you can. Like I guess I mentioned it before. The, the WWE has um, is really divided into different eras. You know, there was the rock and wrestling era. There was the uh, the um, the new generation era. There was the new. There was the attitude era. Then the ruthless aggression era. Then the PG era. And I really feel like this thing is going to be the the changing the changing point from the PG era into um because we are now in a post pg era which i'm not sure what to call it yet but um once they'd move to fox then it will become the fox era and then things are going to change a lot as far as how the product is um presented to us as the fans so so yeah that uh that is about going to do it for me today i talked about everything that i wanted to talk about and uh boy does it feel good to be back um like I said, it's going to take me a little while to get back into the flow of things, but this felt really good, and uh, I just want to thank you all for listening, like always, and um, it's always big love from the Brown Mamba, and uh, if you like what you heard, please, please feel free to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever else you listen to. Um, your podcast subscribe um, and tell a friend if, to subscribe and they can tell two friends and they tell two friends and so on and so on and so on um, and also like you can share comment all that bullshit I'm, I'm like I said do all that youtuber bullshit um, and also you can follow along uh, um, on Twitter Instagram um, all that good stuff uh, brown mamba uh, brown mamba radio just look that up you're gonna find your boy and uh uh, also, if you're feeling generous, you know what I mean. You you may or may not contribute to the Patreon that I can that I created as well. Just look up Brown Mamba on Patreon, and you'll find me there. Um, I have all the episodes. I just have one post on there, which is just all the episodes that you can listen to for free. Um, 
like I said, I'm not going to put anything behind a paywall. Like I said, it's just if you like what you heard and you want to be um, a little extra generous rather than just subscribing and liking and all that stuff, you may uh, do so there. So, And if you do, thank you so much. And uh, everything in the Brown Mamba universe is available on the site at brownmamba.co. Uh, that is, a, for, if, you're, if you've been a long-time listener, it is no longer brownmamba.us. It is brownmamba.co. No M dot co. So, that is going to do it for me today. And uh, don't think I forgot about the playoffs. Huh? Was, come on now. You know, you know I love, like I said, I, just as much as I love sports, I love music. So, I'm going to give you guys a little something, uh, something nice for your earballs on the way out. The song I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys today is one that I've listened to a lot lately. Um, it is the new song by uh, My Boo. She just don't know it yet. So Super Sam, and it's called Extra Credit. I've been banging this motherfucker for the last, you know, pretty much the tour for the end of summer, all the end of summer. It's a great little bop. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. And uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for me. So don't just have a good week. Make it a good week and weekend. Drink more water because health is wealth. And please, please, please be kind to each other because it is so easy to be nice. And I'll catch you guys next week on the next one. Peace. It's okay. Oh, yeah, I you don't gotta say it, won't let you get a word out I'ma leave you tongue-tied, yeah All you gotta do is pull up on me poolside And touch me where my tan lines Baby, you can learn from me Give me that extra credit And if you wanna fly with me yeah, Take you places where these girls won't go Come on, She don't care, she gon' get us some she okay, she can get it solo She don't care, anywhere She can go, yeah, she got what you need Got the summer We could fall in love, no, we ain't gotta rush no, baby, it's whatever No, I can't get enough, I can't get enough for you You don't gotta say it, won't let you get a word out I'ma leave you tongue-tied, yeah All you gotta do is pull up on me poolside And touch me with my tan lines Baby, you can learn from me Give me that extra credit And if you wanna shine with me I'll make some room up on this pedestal Come on, she don't care She gon' get us some She okay, she can get it solo Tommy, 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 Tommy.